0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, May 4th, 2023. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, Yeah, if I... uh, I drop out for about five seconds, that means I'm sneezing. <laughs> I don't, uh, as you may be able to hear with my voice. Uh, my family is passing around some kind of uh, some kind of a cold right now. I feel fine, but I sound a little. <clears throat> I sound a little under the weather here at this point. So don't panic if I uh, if I go away just for a second or two. Do everything I can not to make unpleasant noises into the microphone today, though. Like, make lots of pleasant noises, in fact, throughout the course of the day is my plan for LNK Today with Jack and Friends. We've got a good show for you today. Uh, it's a ticket Thursday, and today we've got tickets to see Chicago, the band, at Pinewood Bowl. That show is uh, coming up in about a week or so, right?
2: May 12th.
1: May 12th, tw- so a week from tomorrow. Uh, May 12th, Chicago will be in Pinewood Bowl, and we're going to give away tickets to that at 710. We are uh, playing a little current events quiz today. Ooh, yeah. We've got a very nice quiz that's put together that'll test how much you've been paying attention to what's going on in the city, state, country, and world around you. And so that'll be coming up at 710. Listen for your cue to call.
2: You you only put together a current events quiz so that we didn't have to do a, a Star Wars-themed What is Ellen Candidate
1: uh, thinking? Yeah. anything. Yes. Thank I, you. I just realized... <laughs> I just realized a little about a half hour ago that it is May the fourth, so
2: Happy Pod racing day to you, Jack.
1: Yep, thank you. I appreciate it. And also Very with exciting. you. <laughs> and
2: also with you. <laughs> please, we'd like to
1: Lutherans co- everywhere. Please we'd like the congregation to say it in unison if possible. Three, two. <laughs> And also Also with you. you. Uh, We're going to count down the five things people are talking about today with your morning drive. A little bit later in the show, 8 o'clock hour, grow Lincoln team. Robin, Dave will be in here with uh, the latest on what's the new place going in in your neighborhood. What's it going to be? Is it going to be a restaurant? Is it going to be a bank? Is it going to be student housing? We'll get into that at 810. And then uh, Greg Sharp will join us, voice of the big red. Unfortunately, we got a Got to be done with him coming on after all these midweek crummy losses for Nebraska baseball, which they had another one. Believe it or not, last. Well, it's fine.
2: The non-conference is over. I think that that that's what it is. Well, they got to play Creighton still
1: next week, so yeah, yeah. So there'll still be another week of that. Hey,
2: on Tuesday they are they're finishing up that previously suspended game. Yep. It's tied. They have bases loaded just with don't, no out. Just don't the ground the out to the, the pitcher.
1: That's all you got to do. Don't strike out. Don't ground out to the pitcher. <laughs> Get the bat on the ball and make sure it goes somewhere. That's really all you got to do with uh, with that whole thing. Uh, so that's what we got coming up on the show today. Just to repeat uh, Mark's top story there, area of town this morning, you want to uh, avoid 28th Street between Holdridge and Clinton this morning, if that happens to be somewhere that you're traveling, not necessarily a main thoroughfare, really, uh, but the police has been dealing with have been dealing with a barricaded suspect, as Mark reported. Uh, police said about a half hour ago that the situation has stabilized, um, whatever that means in in this situation. But that street is still temporarily closed, so if that's an area you're going to be nearby, you might consider an alternate route uh, was, for the next uh, hour, maybe two.
3: I don't know. Probably. Ten to fifteen minutes ago, LFR was called to this scene. They were asking for some assistance on ventilating the home. So, oh, I, I would imagine. Oh, okay. I would imagine that had to do with understood. Some, I think, Yeah. I,
1: yep. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what we hear if we hear anything more from Lincoln Police on that. But hopefully that. Uh, situation has uh, been been taken care of and everyone is uh, is still in good shape after that's over. So we've got that a um, little bit more in terms of the election returns yesterday. And Mark touched on that, too, in his uh, newscast. But boy, did we remember on Monday, guys, Tuesday morning, I guess it would have been we were talking about the total number of votes just to kind of give people an, an idea what to be looking for and just looking at previous years and extrapolating the increase between the primary and the general, I, I don't know what you guys thought, but I had said probably around 70,000 votes would be the total cast. Well, I was short on that 80,760 ballots were cast. That hits voter turnout at 45.7% for, uh, for a city election, which is way, way higher than you normally see. And again, I think a lot of that can be attributed just to that mayor's race being more front and center than it typically has been with the money that was being spent on it. Uh, but still, nonetheless, when you've got a city election where you're going in and a lot of the ballots that are being cast, depending on what part of the city that you live in, might only have two, three. I don't know if there's a scenario where there can only be two, but maybe only three, three things on the ballot. Um, and city elections traditionally have not been Huge turnout boons and has led to a lot of people saying, hey, this makes more sense to get on the ballot in the fall with state elections, with federal elections as well. But nonetheless, after uh, after this was over on Tuesday, just a record number of people who were interested in what was happening with this one.
3: Yeah, Suzanne Geist added one thousand thirteen votes to her total. Uh, Mayor Gailer Baird added nineteen hundred and twelve. Uh, there's 690 about provisional and resolution ballots uh, that have yet to be counted. Obviously, none of the races are going to be uh, changed by any of that now.
1: Yeah, we're all, it's nothing's within that range, right? right, right.
3: Not, any of the city council races, any school board, anything. Uh, technically, so. we don't know how many of the 690 belong in one particular district. That's so, true. But, uh, no, the, the margins don't seem to appear to, and there, there were no changes with the 3,000 plus votes counted yesterday. All right uh the
1: legislature yesterday mark got into the uh state budget it's kind of been a a protracted uh period of days on this with the legislators receiving this fairly recently and getting right into the discussion yesterday what was i know this was just kind of first round so nothing final was happening yesterday uh just give us kind of an overview of what did go down yesterday well um the
3: threat of filibuster uh senator justin wayne uh he's on on the uh criminal justice and uh is questioning the spending 360 million on a new state prison and he which he said will be full on day one um so that's where and he's threatened to filibuster the whole thing We'll see how far that goes. You got some support from Senator uh, uh, Daniel Conrad as well, uh, so that seems to be one of the biggest uh, sticking points at this point of the discussion. But like you said, it's just the the initial round. But they're they're getting down to, uh, as they say, the short straws here, running out of time. Right. And this is constitutionally required. They don't have it by adjournment uh, early June. The governor will have to call a special session.
1: Okay and then yeah then the, that's one that's one of the things that they've got to do none of the uh, other bills the ones that we've been talking about largely throughout the year is something that has to happen uh and so the legislature could adjourn without anything happening with those I
3: believe the the, the current budget ends June 30th Okay. So, so you'd that, have to, you, you've, you'd have to move quickly if, if you didn't
1: have yeah, that. I gun, that no. uh,
3: yeah, we're on a fiscal year like that. So,
1: one of the discussions that happened yesterday was an amendment from Senator McKinney, which was, which is interesting. One, it would have added a uh, condition onto the funding for the new prison, which you just talked about. But the condition would be that the new prison is built only if the state demolished the existing penitentiary in Lincoln and then did some other things like expanded work release treatment centers some of the things that would actually uh as as he would put it would reduce the state prison population now that did not that did not pass so there's no requirement attached to that as it stands right now but it does bring up an interesting question mark is McKinney was essentially saying look they're going to figure out a way to to keep that penitentiary open and used for something and he doesn't want it to stay um, as part of their plans going forward, he said he'd like to see it bulldozed. It does bring up an interesting question. what will happen if there if this does go down and you're building a 350 million dollar prison somewhere outside of Lincoln, um, between Lincoln and Omaha, wherever that's going to go here at this point, what does become of the state penitentiary? Like what can you do with it at this point? if it stays on the state rolls? Exactly, We heard a lot last year and and leading up to this year about the cost of actually rehabbing that place to make it useful, given how old that it is, into the future. But if you're not going to have it as that main location, I, I wonder what else you can even do with it. And I don't necessarily have an answer here at this point. But that's fascinating just because it's something that in Lincoln so many of us are familiar with driving by and and seeing and what would ever happen to that huge facility that's out there on on uh, Nebraska expressway
3: i would I would think if if prison reform is going to be part of this such things as uh, maybe a medium security or a low lower security rather than a maximum security facility beyond that site it's uh, obviously within the the metro area uh, it's owned by the state it, it's got you know pretty good access so maybe that's a possible use but yeah probably going to have to tear the old one down and and start fresh because the infrastructure there is just yeah it's just (laughs) like uh, yeah just
1: how much money do you have to put into it you're already going to spend 350 uh, million uh, or that's the number right now on a completely new facility what money do you need to make that Usable for whatever it is at that point, and how much more of an outlet does that add on to what you've already got with this new prison? And well, if, if, and is it going to help the over? You know, because the overcrowding, they're, they're saying another. My goodness, said the the population already at five thousand five hundred, and the the numbers expect that by twenty thirty you are going to add another thirteen hundred to that. You are already crazy overcrowded at this point.
3: Yeah, unless they expand the uh, the, the new prison and make it larger. You know. Yeah
1: is uh, yeah, is, is to, that it Tecumseh
3: is, uh is full yeah at plus and and so uh, and you're not going to be able to to shut down the penitentiary here until you've got a newer prison right. built or a new, right. newer facility right so, some of the uh you
1: know i think there's some variance within that building it's been a long time. it's been 20 plus years since i've been inside that building not as an inmate but as uh, as someone who toured the uh the state penitentiary when i was working at the attorney general's office uh and so that was interesting to see but i you know we're what 20 20, about exactly 20 years later since i did that but you have some of that some of the parts of that building mark go back to 1869 uh oh
3: yeah you you can just look at look at the outside yeah yeah
1: you don't have to go far but they have some of them have been updated like how do you partially use that or how do you sort of adjust what it's you know what it does to to give it some some value and man can you imagine though not from really a policy debate within corrections but can you imagine that whole area that whole area of land we've gotten so used to seeing that big structure on just being wiped out and bulldozed and what you do boy what a nice world that would be if you had all that land for lincoln to have something else there that isn't uh, that isn't penal related, a park or a, you know a big vape shop or something, you know, be amazing. A very
3: large cool cross. A
1: very large cool. Right there's there's where just cool ma- cross go. Just make sure go. you
3: don't have to uh, have a tea time that might be affected by a train.
1: Yes, that's that may not be the best. Yeah, it's not it's not a super peaceful area, regardless between. Between the train tracks and between the heavy traffic there, the slightly less heavy traffic now, but still the heavy traffic there on Nebraska Expressway.
2: Leave mm. a lot of it up, paintball facility.
1: Ooh, that would be,
2: okay, okay, I'm listening. You'd only have to do some minor. Capture the flag? Uh, yeah. Giant escape room? Yes. Which it feels like it's already a giant escape room, right? Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully one that everyone's failing at.
2: <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I hadn't, uh, yeah. I hadn't have, so anyway, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll uh, continue that budgeting debate. And like Mark said, they've got to get that done here by the uh, by the end of June. So they've got to really kind of get going on. And there were some complaints by some of the members of the legislature saying, look, we just got this. On our desks like uh, a day ago, and it's difficult for us to be expected to vote. on. This always comes up with budgets. This happens to the federal government, too. Everyone's like, we're voting on stuff we haven't read yet. So and I think one of the senators was going through and going through and finding typos in it and (laughs) bringing those up to to have them corrected. So. Uh, all right, Caleb, anything, obviously? Can, can but, I throw
3: one more in? Oh, go ahead, yeah. There's a, an event happening out at Scott Middle School. I've got, I posted the story um, at com. They're having a MAD fair this afternoon from 4.30 to 6. It's a sixth-grade project on um, MAD is for Make a Difference. And I was out and interviewed one of the students and saw some of their projects that are going to be on display. Check this thing out. It's pretty cool the way they've got these sixth-graders working on, on uh Making a difference in our community. Cool. All right.
1: Very good. So you can check that out at KLIN.com. Look at uh look at more of that. And now no, uh, I'll go away. That's all right. Thank you, Mark. No, I, I
3: appreciate it. I gotta check on the LFR and LPD. Yeah.
1: Um and, and uh Caleb, we mentioned it earlier, but Nebraska baseball continues to have midweek woes against teams that on paper should not be matching up with Nebraska. Huh. Hey,
2: eliminate but the once first again, inning. And Nebraska won a, five to one last.
1: Got game. a big hole at the beginning and just couldn't couldn't get caught up, and still had chances at the end, but just couldn't get that super clutch hit at the very end to to do it. And man, and I mean, if there was any doubt before, which I don't think there was, but the key to Nebraska now postseason play is all going to be going through Omaha at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning of the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. you've got a couple weeks. You're going to go to Omaha. Hopefully you you know you can you can have a de- what you got three series left Maryland, Penn State and Purdue, and you, you if you kind of tread wa- I think even if you kind of tread water in those go five and four or something like that you're still in pretty good shape mm-hmm. for being in that top eight to get to that tournament but the only way you're seeing a regional at this point is by winning the Big Ten tournament yep it just too way t- it, it already was there but now it's sure just way too much damage in those. RPI-killing midweek games against the South Dakota States and the North Dakota States and the Omahas of the world.
2: Four and four against the Summit League this year. That's right. Went 500. First ever Man. lost to North Dakota State.
1: Who had a losing record this year.
2: Uh, by the way, all of the Summit League teams that Nebraska has lost to have losing records this year. overall. All right. Um, Disappointing. They did beat uh did sweep northern Colorado, so there's two of your uh four wins. Okay. It'll be an interesting question for Greg Sharp. If you were to know that with three weekends of play left, Nebraska would tie the number of home runs hit by the O three team, where do you think this team yeah. would be?
1: Yeah. It's crazy. And they hit hit home runs last Bryce got another one last night too, and um Keeps, keeps bumping that total up. But when you're in a 5-0 hole at the beginning, it, it's, it's rough. tough to come out of. Tough to come out of. they got Maryland this weekend. First game's on Friday here in KLIN at 5.30. First pitch at 5.00. That's tomorrow. All right, 626. We'll take a break. More sports coming up next from Caleb on KLIN.
0: Love KLIN? Tell us why with
4: a voice message in the free KLIN app. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. All right,
1: but first, uh, heads up tomorrow, back to request line Friday, whatever you want edition. No prescribed theme for you tomorrow. Just pick the song that you're in the mood to hear. Text it into us at the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line. As soon as right now, we'll get it in the queue, and we will get you ready for the weekend tomorrow by playing a little music. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be ready tomorrow with my song. I'm not going to decide at the last minute like I have been in uh in recent weeks so we're uh, looking forward to that we will get all that going tomorrow at uh 6 a.m and uh really hit the songs hard during the seven o'clock hour and the eight o'clock hour so text those in whenever you are ready to do that all right hey and don't forget we are now 20 minutes away for that cue to call to play break, uh, to play ticket thursday Our tickets on the line are tickets to see Chicago right here in Lincoln at Pinewood Bowl, the band, not the musical. The band Chicago is going to be here a week from tomorrow at Pinewood Bowl. should be a great night to be out at the Bowl and see a legendary band there. And to get those, you are going to have to pass the current events quiz, which is a large group of questions I put together based on exactly what it says, current events, news, sports, entertainment, Local, national, worldwide, if you've been paying attention for the last several days, you're going to do very well on this quiz. Uh, and if you haven't been t- paying attention, you can still guess, and sometimes you're fine with that as well, with a little help from us. So listen for that cue to call coming up at about 7.10. All right, with that said, let's get into the sound off. This happened, uh, or at least the video of it came out during our show yesterday, and Caleb and I were looking at it and briefly alluded to, to it, but if you hadn 't seen the video yet, there was uh, the two nights ago in Moscow above the Kremlin, there was an explosion that was apparently a drone that blew up, and it kind of looked like a firework when when it blew up it didn 't actually you know like make contact with the dome of the Kremlin or anything. It looked like it was still about i don 't know thirty feet above it or something like that when it blew up and so it didn't do any physical damage but it was still a video that a lot of people were passing around and since then the conversation has been very robust internationally about what exactly was that who sent it there and what was the purpose for it
6: Russian media released video showing what appears to be drones down near the Kremlin in Moscow Russian officials are calling it an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin by Ukraine White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the U.S. has not authenticated the video
5: Since the beginning of this conflict, the United States is uh, certainly not encouraging, uh, enabling, or enabling Ukraine to strike beyond its borders. We've been very clear from from here about that.
6: The administration is releasing another three hundred million dollars of Ukrainian military assistance, a package that includes ammunition, artillery, and howitzer rounds ahead of an expected spring counteroffensive. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News.
1: Yeah, so there is some worldwide skepticism about the characterization of this as some kind of an assassination attempt well number one where did where did it really originate right. from was it and, and of course ukraine is is denying that officially they they weren't a part of this where did it uh, come from who knows exactly and then number two when we watched it after watching it again i said to you Caleb, i was like that that looks like uh, an artillery shell as in the artillery shell that you can buy in lincoln for the fourth of july yeah. is kind of what it looked like the explosion it was not like a it was not a world rocking explosion by any means and
2: because it exploded still a little bit away from the actual building i'm curious how much damage it could have even caused if it, had, had it gotten right up to right
1: it looked like uh, to me it looked like it would have been something like exactly like that if you had a firework go off next to a building which i suppose could could cause some damage, could, could cause a fire, but the impact of it isn't going to destroy the building or kill anybody inside of it. No. But, again, this is based on my own, whatever expertise I have just looking at the video, but that's what it looked like. It looked me, like so. it would
2: have had to fly right up to someone's chest right, to have actually been fatal.
1: And then yeah. the other thing is, I, I guess Putin doesn't actually stay there, so no. he wasn't wasn't there at the time, and doesn't technically stay there so i don't know exactly what's happening but i do obviously i think as most of us probably do have some level of of skepticism of the way that it is uh being characterized and what actually happened there by the uh by the kremlin itself news yesterday back in the united states another interest rate hike the fed did it again and uh Boy, we're living like it's 2007 right now with these interest rates. The
6: Federal Reserve reinforced its fight against high inflation by raising its key interest rate by a quarter point to its highest level in 16 years, to a range of between five and five and a quarter percent, the levels just below the prior peak of rates before the Great Recession of 2008. Fed Chair Jerome Powell.
7: Since early last year, we've raised interest rates by a total of five percentage points in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time.
6: In a hint that central bankers could pause rate hikes after the latest move, they cut a phrase from their previous policy statement in March that said some additional policy increases might be necessary. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. All
1: right. Yeah. So maybe this is finally the end of the line for this thing. And, and you're having more conversations about these, not just conversations, but actualities with uh, some of the smaller banks having issues and being scooped up by bigger banks as well. And so, I don't know, you just have a little bit of a feeling that with the comments going along with it, that this might be this might be kind of the peak of this in terms of the interest rates raising for at least a little while now. Uh, over across the pond, Caleb, they continue to get ready for the big coronation yes. of Prince Charles. This is man i mean whatever you feel about this whole thing and like how interested or not interested you are in this it is going to be just a massive massive undertaking for all kinds of reasons i was reading that the uh the the what the metropolitan police for london that they have got uh 11,500 officers on duty during the day <laughs> wow holy cow it's the largest one day mobilization of officers um in decades so they're expecting a giant turnout on on this whole thing uh, so it's coming up and it's not just that that's part of the cost but just kind of uh, you know it's coronation so it gets pretty extravagant if you still do coronations and you still have a royal family You've got to do things very fancy and very gold-plated.
6: Some estimates have this weekend's events costing around $125 million, and it's the British people picking up the tab. Then there's the extravagant show of wealth, gold coaches and crown jewels. For 17-year-old Londoner Adriana Forbes-Dorant, this expense strikes the wrong note. It's strange that this event would cost so much at a time where people don't really have the money to get by on. But royal support say the event will make the country richer, tourist spending and sales taxes boosting the economic picture. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. All right. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll see. I wonder how of the, of the giant crowd you're going to see there, how many people have come from out of the the country. And uh, But there has been a, a decent amount of criticism. There was one headline I saw that said, will this be the last coronation um, that that they go through? I don't know exactly all the factors that would go into it being the very the very last one, if they would change the change the procedures after this, but nonetheless uh, that is happening uh, like early Saturday morning United States time, I think. So you can wake up and uh, have brunch at the coronation or with the coronation on TV, at least if you'd like to. Big news in the fight against Alzheimer's: another drug. This is from Eli Lilly getting the go ahead with some. Uh, it sounds like some measured positive. Uh, uh, measured optimism, I should say, about the potential of this drug.
5: After a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, Eli Lilly executives say their Alzheimer's drug, Donanemab, is ready for market. After an 18-month study, researchers said the drug delivered a 35% slowing of cognitive and functional decline compared to the placebo group. However, out of more than 1,700 study participants, three people died and two deaths were attributed to brain swelling or small brain bleeds that can happen with the kind of drugs that clear out plaques associated with alzheimer's earlier this year the fda gave accelerated approval to a similar drug from the company biogen an earlier biogen alzheimer's drug was heavily criticized as was the fda over the drug's efficacy and high price jessica rosenthal fox news
1: changes coming to the way that you could access your google accounts online you use gmail Uh, i do if you use we use google drive google sheets that kind of stuff. Frequently, we do that here for work. Uh, but you're used to having one password that gets you into all of those different Google properties, and they're moving away, and I've seen this on other sites too, moving away from passwords, which I appreciate, mm-hmm. and moving toward these authenticators. Do you have any of these on your phone yet, the The authenticators?
2: I, I have to have an authenticator for some stuff I do here. With I work.
1: still yeah. don't know if I quite understand how they work exactly, but there's a real clear movement toward this Mm -hmm. right now in a way from passwords and uh, Google is kind of leading the charge right now.
8: Google is debuting passkeys taking the place of passwords for Google accounts. A passkey uses a device like a phone to authenticate a login to Google. No more remembering a strange word or phrase with odd capitalization. Just use your phone's own biometric or pin-based login. Passkeys are considered more secure than passwords, which according to some cybersecurity researchers are still set to defaults for most people. Or easy passwords like password. Google's (laughs) pass keys will work with many device brands, and Apple debuted pass keys on their devices last fall. Eben Brown, Fox News.
1: All right. So, yes, again, you sign into the app or the site the same way that you unlock your phone, essentially, which, depending on how new or old of a phone, that could be a fingerprint, that could be a face scan, that could be a screen link or a screen lock pin essentially and so they they say these are going to be more resistant to online attacks like phishing making them more secure than things like sms one-time codes because you essentially would have to have right possession of the phone mm-hmm. and then the like for me it's face login yeah for some people it could be a pin code depending on what kind of phone that they have like the way to get around to round it if you were not not i'm giving people a playbook on how to do fraud but you would have to have the phone and the passkey or the the whatever the thumbprint or whatever that it is so they're looking at bringing that more to chrome more to android paypal um yahoo doing more of this and you can now do this with google you have to go to g.co slash passkeys and set it up i think i'll do that i think i'm going to set it up i'm all for a world with fewer passwords Like the path, it just, I'm number one, just the, the inconvenience sometimes because you've got to change them or I feel like everybody, if they don't have a password manager, we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago, if they don't have a password manager or they don't take, like if you have a Apple, if you have a Mac or an iPhone, it'll suggest like this crazy long password (laughs) for you and then you hope it remembers it. And that always sort of stresses me out too. But otherwise I think people rotate between like 3 and 4 passwords for everything that they've got. It 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 probably feels like It was and, also
2: and I, I know we had this big conversation about password passwords but just recently here in the last couple of weeks I got um I upgraded my phone. Great. All, like it transfers everything over. What it doesn't do is automatically re-log into all of your apps. Yeah. And I'm going through for like 30 minutes an hour just like can I can I get all of these logged in so that it does I open it up, it reads my face, and it, it logs me right in. How do I just get back to that ease of yeah. use? I hope pass uh, passwords so, are I oh, hope I they're d- dying
1: out. That'd be that would be very nice. It I, would. I was just messing with it. I was trying to set it I went to that website I just gave to set it up for Google and it said on my I was using it on my desktop here it said I've got to do it through my device, which I guess makes sense because that's essentially the key to yeah, getting what in. You You've have got with to have you. that first to be able to uh, to be able to do it. Uh, inductions into the rock and roll hall of fame. They were announced
2: yesterday. And are are there more non rock and roll? Going into the rock and roll, yeah, hall thing? you could. You, or, you, or are people not like uh, as upset by that?
1: I think. Well, I mean, last year was it last year that they put Dolly Parton in, and she said, "No, I'm not going in because I'm not rock and roll." And then yeah. she essentially changed her mind on that whole thing, and now she's putting out an album that's like literally self described rock and roll songs. She, she after wants that's to over. be worthy of. The she rock felt like she had thing. to do it, but they've had people like that in the past. I don't know. You take a listen and you see what you think.
9: Holla.
10: Missy Elliott, Cheryl Crow, Kate Bush, I love is Willie Nelson, Soul Train creator Don Cornelius, George Michael, and Shaka Khan. The Spinners and Rage Against the Machine have all been inducted into the Cleveland-based rock hall. One of this year's breakthroughs is Missy Elliott, who becomes the first female hip-hop artist in the hall. Kate Bush was a nominee last year, but got in riding a wave of popularity after the hit Netflix series Stranger Things featured her song. Also making the cut, Elton John's Songwriting partner Bernie Taupin, DJ Cool Herc, and influential guitarist Link Ray. The induction ceremony will take place November third in Brooklyn, New York. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I just watched a
1: documentary on Link Ray. That's really cool. Um,
2: Missy Elliott. There is not a time in my life where someone will say they'll just in just in the middle of a conversation, "Is it worth it?" And I just go, "Let me work it."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised Willie Nelson wasn't in before now. Right. That's that surprised me a bit. Cheryl Crow, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, she came to Lincoln a while ago. That would have been a good class to go to. I don't know that I would have thought Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though. No offense. How long to until, Cheryl fans out there?
2: How long until Carly Rae Jepsen's in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
1: That one, that one surprised me a bit. George Michael, definitely. Yeah, he should he he should have been in already. Too bad that he's obviously passed away mm-hmm. now and isn't going to be able to uh, isn't going to be able to enjoy that. All right, and uh, well, we'll finish with this. If you've got the uh, the Star Wars fans in your life, the very big Star Wars, get ready for them to be... Uh,
2: I got my Boba Fett hoodie on.
1: I didn't even notice that. Well, get ready for people like Caleb around you to be dorking out today.
3: Today is May the 4th, Star Wars Day. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. And it's not just a day that has a little fun with the phrase, May the Force be with you. It's also officially observed in California, where lawmakers voted to declare May the 4th Star Wars Day in 2019.
4: May the Force be with you.
3: You can celebrate by watching all the Star Wars movies on Disney+, Plus, which is launching two new shows to commemorate it. Star Wars Visions, Volume 2, and Young Jedi Adventures.
6: May the Force be with you.
3: A Return of the Jedi is back in theaters with screenings today, as the film celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. May the 4th be with you tanya J powers Fox News
1: anything to say about that comment
2: I know my uh I believe my daughter's got some stuff she's gonna wear to uh daycare oh, I think my wife is kids taking, will love that taking uh taking the lightsaber to work <laughs> okay are uh, they allowed
1: to bring lightsabers into the
2: office th- here, here's the thing as a matter of fact the uh the head I can't remember if it's the, the office manager or the head nurse or whoever organized. Like, if you think of the office and they have, like, their party planner, yeah. it's essentially that person. <laughs> oh, that's said, good. Said, it's okay to dress up for May it's the 4th, a... and if you have lightsabers to bring them. It's
1: okay to bring your, <laughs> it's okay to bring your lightsabers, but this day only. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that reminds me of... That just reminds me of the movie Office Space, where it's Hawaiian shirt day on Friday.
2: <laughs> I I just I I know it's it's a thing today, and I know you kind of poo poo it a little bit, but I I really in, I really enjoy the connection that I've got with my daughter on just being able to watch it, and she knows it's a fun thing, and and I like that. What just, do you watch with her? Do, um, well, they they've got a bunch of animated series. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, they, and they just released, like they just said, they've got the the Young Jedi. They had the shorts, and now they'll have some a- actual little episodes.
1: Right. They it, got like five thousand. 000- spinoffs now so i don't even know
2: yeah they've got a bunch of different things to to watch but it's a fun thing that i can watch with my daughter and she'll she'll come sit down and she knows before nap she goes star star and i'm like i'm never gonna correct her and say it's star wars (laughs) i will let her say star star forever because it's so cute she's
1: gonna be 40 years old and still staying star star and her friends are gonna give her heck
2: she dressed as ray and came by your house last halloween oh yeah that's right
1: i forgot about that all right well, there you go. May the 4th be with you.
2: And also with you.
0: Nerds. 654 <laughs> on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right. 54 degrees in the capital city.
1: Wow, it's warm out already. Uh, and we have uh, Ruby joining us today from the Capital Humane Society to tell us a little bit about what's available for adoption at the Humane Society. Good morning, Ruby. How are you doing today?
10: Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Good. Uh, excited to hear about the animals that you've got up for adoption at the Humane Society. What do you have today?
10: Yeah, so we have uh, two cats, actually. Casper and Griffin. They're a perfect pair, so they do have to go home together. They're 9 and 10. One is a brown-black tabby, and one is an orange tabby. Um, they were surrendered due to no fault of their own, um, but they're very sweet. They love each other, so they do need to go home together. And then we have Nervous Nellie. She's a a greyhound. She's three years old. Uh, Her name very much suits her. She has kind of a tough time walking on leash, so she's just going to need a little bit of extra help kind of getting her out of her shell and letting her warm up to her new family. But she's also just a very sweet
1: dog so all right and probably can run very fast when uh yes, <laughs> when sure. it gets going i've seen some of those over at the uh, the dog park they can fly uh it tells how people can make their adoptions
10: yep so you can just head on into the pylock pet adoption center on 70th and highway 2 uh, if you have any questions feel free to give us a call um but yeah just walk on in and you can see all of the dogs and cats and critters that we have available and meet whoever you'd like
1: all right thank you Ruby. I appreciate it we'll talk to you again soon all right
10: sounds great thanks
1: there you go Ruby from the capital Humane society i don't I don't know uh it's talking about greyhounds there was I don't think it was a greyhound or I don't know if it's a mini version it looked like a greyhound but it was a lot smaller there was at at the uh when we were at the dog park mm-hmm. it was a few months ago my dog's favorite thing to do we don't go there that much because they start you know interacting with other dogs. You Your know dog's an antagonizer. But my dog's an antagonizer. He wants, his goal in life is to annoy you enough that you'll chase him because he loves being chased.
2: <laughs> and
1: he's he's discovered he's faster than about 80% of the dogs at the dog park when he's running at top speed, which I'm a little surprised by. But he came up on one of these greyhounds and he thought, uh, or, or whatever it was, and he thought he was going to have that chase him. Yeah, he he was uh, he was much slower than Dusted. that one. It was funny. It's seven o'clock. We got ticket Thursday coming up
4: next on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
5: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49, perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 54
1: degrees in the capital city at 710, and it's time to play the current events quiz. Here's how it works. We've got uh, our lines filled up now, but when someone drops off, you can jump in and take a shot at it if no one's won yet on the line to see Chicago, the band, a week from tomorrow at Pinewood Bowl. I said, uh, I said we we're going to do the same thing this week that we did last time we played, putting the training wheels on for you guys a little bit to make sure we're back at our best for this. So only five questions needed right now. I'm easing back in, Caleb. We still had some problems last time we did this a few weeks ago. Jack has
2: lost faith in you, Lincoln.
1: I have. I think my. I don't know if my test is too too hard, or you guys are just we're out of practice, or what it is exactly. So if uh, if somebody tears this up, gets five questions right away, we'll be ready to move back to six. But you benefit today because only five are needed today. And in addition to that, you also have at your disposal a timeout where we'll stop the clock. You can do this once, and you can discuss with Caleb and Mark what they might think the answer to be is to the question, and you can get some help for that. So those are at your disposal. Make sure and use them, and uh, you can pass if you need to. No penalty for doing that, but guessing also is uh, doesn't going to hurt you either. All right, Chad takes a first stab at this today. Good morning, Chad. How are you doing today? You're doing just fine. Good. Have you drank your coffee yet this morning? <laughs> Working on it right now. Okay, good, good. At least a little bit in your system, getting you moving. Okay, so I'll ask, I'll re- read the question, yell out the answer as soon as you know it. You can guess, you can pass, whatever you need to. Don't forget, you do have a timeout to use uh, if you want to stop the clock and kind of take a breath and and talk to the guys about maybe one of the answers that you can get. You got to get five and sixty seconds, and uh, the sounder will guide us on that. All right, Caleb, put the time on the clock. All right, let's get this thing started in three, two. One. This week, Elon Musk said he may transfer the Twitter handle of what media outlet who hasn't tweeted for weeks?
7: Uh, uh, NPR.
1: Yes, correct. In Tuesday night city election, one single Republican won a seat on the city council. What's that candidate's last name? No clue. Yesterday, the Fed again raised interest rates. Within two years, they are now at the highest rate since when? 16 years ago. Sixteen years ago, which would be sorry, I gotta do the math on that. Oh seven. That's exactly right. Yes. Two. This week the 36. Department of Labor said that ten year old children were found working until two AM in Louisville at what fast food chain? Oh God. Time out. Timeout. Okay. This week the Department of Labor said that ten year old children were found working until two AM in Louisville at what fast food chain? That Either- was a
2: that was a McDonald's.
1: McDonald's? McDonald's. All right. Uh, Caleb says McDonald's. You want to jump on that? Yeah. All right. That's correct. That is correct. So that's three. We're about halfway through. Just Only over halfway. Two yeah. more to get here. So you got a shot at this. No more timeouts, though. I'll go as fast as I can. Starting in three, two, one. This week, Nebraska men's basketball added. Josiah Alec is a transfer brother of Nebraska volleyball player, Becca. What local high school does he hail from?
7: Oh, God. Eastside.
1: No. This week, a man named Colin Allred announced he'll be challenging Ted Cruz for his Texas Senate seat. Allred's a former professional athlete that played in what league?
0: Oh, boy. MLB. No.
1: What egg bait? Oh, he was doing so good. He was doing so good. Looks like I was okay with five, Caleb. Looks like five okay. was the right number. What's the problem?
2: Okay, he he missed some very easy ones. <laughs> but he got some hard ones too,
1: though. He got some hard ones too. Okay. He pulled it, when he pulled NPR out at the beginning. I thought, of I thought this thing was done. I thought this thing was done. Let's see, we're going to line three. I think next, right? Yes, line three. All right. Oh, that Paul is going to take a shot of this. Good morning, that Paul.
2: I'm
1: not feeling it, though. (laughs) Well, that's a good luck. uh, Right. Well, (laughs) definitely a good idea to call in then. uh, But we'll see. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. Or maybe these guys can push you over the top for this. Don't forget to use your timeout. We're going for five questions correct in 60 seconds. Put the time on the clock. In three, two, one. What egg based breakfast dish has been named the official dish of the upcoming coronation of Prince Charles?
3: Scrambled
1: eggs. No, this week the U.S. DA declared Lancaster County and 11 other area counties disaster areas due to what issue? Uh, drought. One, yes. This week the FDA approved a drug called Arvexi, which is the first ever vaccine for what respiratory de- disease that affects both small children and elderly people? RSV. Yes, correct. This week what rock and roll star in an interview gave his blessing to his 20-year-old son's engagement to 19-year-old Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown? timeout okay oh it's good timeout usage there i think caleb might this week what rock and roll star in an interview gave his blessing to his 20 year old son's engagement to 19 year old stranger things star millie bobby brown do you know it caleb
2: we've talked about this and i can't
1: remember (laughs) oh no you'd you definitely know this rock star you definitely his son's wasn't it bon jovi's son
2: yes 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 Bon Jovi.
1: That's just. Is it John Bon Jovi? Yes, it is John Bon Jovi. All right. (laughs) He pulled it out. Thank you. All right. So he's got three. (laughs)
7: Collaboration live
1: You you have two two questions you have to get. How much time do we have, Caleb?
2: Way too much.
1: All right. Well, that Paul. We'll see if we can do it. (laughs) Now
3: I'm jinxed. Yeah, Caleb. All right.
1: A fifty thousand Powerball ticket sold in what Nebraska town will expire if unclaimed by the end of this week? twenty seconds. Omaha. No. This week it was confirmed that Kevin Costner will not be returning to what TV series? Yellowstone. Yes, four. It was reported by local media this week that what Chinese restaurant in South Lincoln would be closing 20 its doors. rolling lock. No. This week the brother of what NFL quarterback was arrested and charged with counts of sexual battery. That's a weird thing to celebrate at the end. But, yes, you got it. You got it. Uh, It was Jackson Mahomes, brother of Patrick, and you got five. That, Paul, you're going to see Chicago. I don't think it's the original lineup from the late 60s, but nonetheless, I think they'll probably still be good, all right? I'm taking it, baby. There you go. All right, hang on. We're going to get your information Not that we don't already know it. We have very good access to you if we need it. Let's (laughs) go through... These questions and see how the rest of you would have done on this. Were you the contestant on request line, excuse me, on ticket Thursdays? My goodness, ticket Thursdays current events quiz. Uh, Elon Musk said he might, might transfer the Twitter handle of what media outlet? That was NPR. First caller got that right. This one he didn't get though. Tuesday night city election. One single Republican won a seat on the city council. What's that candidate's last name?
3: Well, his first name is Tom. His last name is Duden. Duden. Yeah, I was only going for the last name, but there you go. Uh, interest rates highest. By, since... by the way, replaces the other, the only other Republican. Of McGinnis. McGinnis. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: Fed raised interest rates highest rate. He got he nailed that one. T- two thousand seven. But <laughs> after I had to,
2: it took you a little time, to do I had to some do math. the math.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, the McDonald's one. Caleb got. He found that in Louisville. Ten year olds yeah. working there until two a.m. That's crazy. Uh, this week, Nebraska men's basketball out of Josiah Alec as a transfer, brother of Nebraska volleyball player, like, Becca. What local high school? I didn't know
2: that one. Yeah, uh, North Star. North Star. Lincoln
1: North Star. went
2: to uh, Kansas City, then New Mexico. Let's we'll see if either
1: of you knew this one. Um, I, I had to look this one up. This week, a man named Colin Allred announced he'll be challenging Ted Cruz his for his Texas Senate seat. Allred is a former professional athlete that played in what league? NFL. Yeah, played for the Tennessee Titans. He was Whoa. a linebacker. I never had heard of him. What egg-based breakfast dish has been named the official dish of the upcoming coronation of Prince Charles? Oh, no, don't care.
2: <laughs> Eggs Benedict.
1: Egg-based British quiche. It's uh-huh. quiche.
2: Well, I hate him already.
1: All right. Drought was the uh, reason for the emergency. Uh, Paul got RSV. That was correct. He got Bon Jovi. That was correct. $50,000 Powerball ticket sold to in Nebraska town. Beatrice. I don't know. Do I have that laying on the nightstand in my vacation home? I don't I even know for I, sure.
3: I want to know if... Caleb's grandparents have got it laying on theirs. I
1: don't know.
3: They might. Yeah. uh, So there
1: you go. Kevin Costner leaving Yellowstone. I don't know really how that show is going to go on after that. Uh, It was reported by the local media this week. What Chinese restaurant in South Lincoln would be closing its doors? Shen? Shen Cafe. Correct. I was very sad about that one. And then Mahomes. Here's the ones that we didn't get to. You guys are probably going to do pretty well on these because you guys are the ones reporting these things. On Tuesday, Lincoln saw record turnout for its city general elections within 10,000 people. How many people voted in the election as of this morning?
2: 80,000.
1: 80,760. That's the exact correct answer. You don't <laughs> need the 10,000. That's to the person <laughs> correct. Uh, with,
3: with approximately 690 votes yet to be detected.
1: Uh, this week, Nebraska men's basketball landed transfer point guard Aaron Eulis who had previously been a starter at what Big Ten school? Iowa. Yes. Yesterday. Don't ever say it like that again, please. <laughs> Yesterday, Nebraska legislators gave first round of Kabul to a three hundred fifty million dollar project, which would build a new
3: what facility? Maximum security prison. Yes, that is correct.
1: What potential 2024 GOP presidential candidate said of Donald Trump's plan to opt out of the initial Republican debates this week? Quote, obviously he's afraid, end quote. Who would say that? You'd imagine any Republican would say that. One of them did. Who was it?
2: Tim Scott. No. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin?
3: She's not running. (laughs) Nikki Haley. (laughs) Nikki, no, none of those people would say that. Probably probably Vivek. No, he wouldn't say that
1: either. He loves him. Loves him. Chris Christie. Chris Christie. (laughs) I said potential candidate, so. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, TNT announced it will be broadcasting celebrity sports golf special competition between members of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Golden State Warriors. Name two of the athletes that will be a part of this. Did you see this?
2: I didn't, oh, I, yeah. I, I would guess Curry and Kelsey.
1: Curry, Kelsey. Curry and Thompson are going to combine to take on Kelsey and Mahomes yeah. in a head-to-head golf competition. So, there you go what was uh what do you think guys is it time next time we bring this back whether it be next week a few weeks from now whenever that it is is it time to get the training wheels off and go back up to six
3: uh or i is, think there is was, five have we found a sweet spot with five
2: i think there was plenty of time to get get six right
3: part of it though is how long the questions are
2: (laughs) some of them are a little wordy yeah and then sometimes you got to do math when they give you an answer
3: okay i'd I'd say it can vary depending on the length of the questions okay so maybe work on my question length if we're going to go to six Well, if the questions go into a third line then then go back to five i only have none of them
1: uh actually that that one one question went to a third line that was that last one you're
2: also the, using like size 8 font so you fit a lot on those <laughs> how do you guys anyway.
1: how do you guys know so much about Wait, what's do you are you really at? using size 8 font no 11 oh okay arial just arial 11 size font yeah so chicago uh tickets to chicago so that paul got those yes, yes. tickets to the show we are going to have more uh, i'd like to go to that show i haven't i know chicago is here a couple of um couple of times I think since Pinewood Bowl has reopened I haven't been able to get out to any of those but like I I wonder is it how much does it how much do they do I wonder of like the early 70s stuff the Chicago transit authority stuff versus the You know, the 80s when I know Peter Cetera was for that, but like the 80s, you're the inspiration, hard habit to break that sort of thing. Do they do new stuff that's in it? I just I'm kind of curious what their show is like. So maybe I'll get out there. Hopefully I have a nice night out there at Pinewood Bowl coming up on Friday. So there you go. Uh, coming up, about 10 minutes from right now, we're going to count down the five things people are talking about today. That's your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Then a little bit later in the show, 8 o'clock hour, Robin and Dave, the Girl Lincoln team, they join us today at 8.10. Ooh, there we go, a little Chicago. And uh, they're going to tell us about new businesses, restaurants, retail, open it up in the capital city. They're always on top of the news and break a ton of it on this show, so you're going to want to hear that. And then at 8.35, voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp, joins us as Nebraska baseball goes down again in a midweek game, but maybe have on their mind a big conference series here coming up this weekend against Maryland. All right, we'll grab a part, break right now. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1400-993-KLIN. The park, I
4: think it was the of July. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks?
1: All right, you heard a little bit about it there, but we've had a couple of stories here over the last hour, hour and a half that have been impacting traffic. So we'll get started with...
3: Number five. 70th well, and Vine were that three-vehicle crash. At the intersection closed while they worked that. It happened just before seven, I believe, about 645. Uh, but it was an injury accident. And then earlier, up on North 28th, uh, around Holdridge uh clinton i believe that was the general area. 26th street yep. yeah 26th street um that was a barricaded subject that's been cleared uh 26th street may still be closed while they uh, do some final cleanup but one person me, 28th street i said that wrong 28th street but uh, yes um yep. yeah i don't have the story right in yep, front of me it's right. um anyway they uh, took one person to the hospital Sounds like LFR was called to help clear the house, probably ventilation would be my guess on a barricaded situation. Okay. Um, uh, Just getting social media and other media reports of what happened. All right. So a couple of things you should be aware of here just getting
1: right into this morning.
3: All right. Moving on. Number four. Voter turnout in the general election Tuesday at 45.7%. Another round of vote counting yesterday puts the total vote count at 80,760.
1: Just a huge, huge turnout we were talking about when I was kind of speculating on what I thought the total votes would be at the beginning of this week. I was in the neighborhood of 70,000 judging on what you had from the primary. You You had a precipitous jump. The primary already had higher turnout than usual, but you had a more precipitous jump between the primary and the general than you've seen in previous comparable elections. And that probably has to do, guys, with the that was kind of when the real onslaught of advertising that came along with this was so I think people really became aware of it maybe at that point more so than they were in the weeks leading up to the primary. I know there was money being spent then, but not as much and not as much by both candidates for the mayor's race after this. But uh, the final the final margin of victory, well, I guess there's still, what, like a few provisional ballots? About st-
3: just under 700.
1: Okay. But there's nothing in any of the results that are within that margin of error right now. That's correct. Correct. So it's all set. Uh, and, and as
3: far as the mayor's race,
1: the mayor's race, and well, I don't think any. I, I, I don't think any of the others are would be within the either. number either. Yeah, um, but the the victory margin for Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird was extended a bit by about nine hundred votes. Uh, it sounds like she had picked up nineteen twelve. Guys picked up one thousand thirteen, and uh, so that. That lead extends a little bit, and they announced yesterday in the mayor's office that they've hired a, a new chief of staff, somebody that was on staff as an advisor, but T.J. McDowell will be taking over as the chief of staff in the mayor's office now, going forward for the for the
3: second term of Mayor
1: Larry and Gaylor Baird's yeah, time a, here.
3: about a month of the, uh, this term, he actually takes over, I think, on the 15th or something like that.
1: Yeah. So yep. So, th- there you go. That'll put this election cycle in the books, and... Uh, you know, when are we doing this again, Mark? When is the next time we, uh, we'll be talking about, I guess, no, we'll what probably the 2024 mid twenty twenty four primaries and presidential race, about a year from now. About Right? Isn't that in May? That's in... June? I I believe that's in May. in May. Uh They change the schedule for these all the time, and I still don't know that the parties have completely... It depends on the party,
3: actually, I think. Yeah, it does in the primary. So it'll, right.
1: it'll depend on the, the party, but yeah, on the ballot, the next time around for this thing will be primary for for president primary for house um let's see will the ricketts senate or the fisher rickett both seats will be up then yep all right let's start speculating new candidates for the who are the challengers for the house and house and senate seats going to be here in the state of nebraska
3: won't be long till we start hearing about that maybe you don't want to wait four years to run for mayor maybe you ought to run for one of those uh I was hoping, I would, listen, I was hoping it
1: was one of these deals where I was going to get appointed, but uh, so I didn't have to actually do the campaign, but lost out on that because they picked that Ricketts guy for some reason, instead of me. Can't believe it. Anyway, nonetheless, let's move on.
3: Number three. Unicameral took up the budget yesterday uh, for the first time. Uh, it's been in committee discussion for a long time, but State Senator Justin Wayne of Omaha said he realized there was a comparison when he said... Uh, that the trauma of living in North Omaha is a war zone and he compared that after talking I guess with uh, Senator Tom Brewer decorated war veteran so he's uh, not liking the 300 plus million for a new prison saying it doesn't address the the bigger problem
1: and one of the things he uh, that uh, and he and Terrell McKinney were both talking on this subject, um, one of the things, I believe, you an amendment that McKinney brought as they were doing first-round funding, including that for the prison, the new prison that would be built here in the state, was he wanted to tie a requirement that the current state penitentiary in Lincoln would be, would be torn down if you went ahead and gave the money for a new prison. And he was saying he's concerned and he doesn't want that prison to basically be repurposed at this point if they are going to build a new one and he assumes that will happen at some point. That amendment did not get through with the bill, so that's not there. But as we talked about earlier in the show Mark, it is interesting. I, I I haven't heard a lot about this, but what exactly the plan would be for that building that dates back parts of it at least to the 1800s. What exactly is going to be the plan for that when we heard last year about just how much it would cost to actually it would it would cost more uh, almost to repurpose it To make it Then build a new prison At this point What are you going to do With that huge thing And how much money Do you have to put in that To do anything With it at this point point? Um, and what would the Financial situation be If you did completely Get rid of it Would it be a, a savings If you still need Another facility For services that Could have been held there Would it still make More financial sense To build something new Instead of use that Or get that to work too These are all questions That I've got too And it's these are ones That impact Lincoln
3: Well, it it comes down to a point of of not just the facility, but the location. There's some comparisons. Probably you could draw to Pershing. Uh, You know, uh, the location is great, but the building no longer functional. Yeah. So, you know, that doesn't mean you give up the location.
1: It did did get me thinking, though, and and we talked about this earlier, too. But, boy, what if they actually did go through with raising that place, completely getting rid of it, and what a big chunk of land you'd have right there along Nebraska Expressway, something that we've all driven by probably – thousands of times over the year um <laughs> be <laughs> visually it'd be a lot more pleasant i guess i can say that yeah the fortress of a prison being v- viewed on your drive every listen they've they've got to be there we've got to have them but if, if that were my drive every day there's definitely other things i'd rather drive by than looking at the prison and all the barbed wires and the towers and those sorts of things
3: how many years has it been since it's really been part of the community i mean it, when it was originally built it was outside of town yeah, I
1: mean, ever since I've lived here, it's felt like... Like, that. that's not a, an area of town that just recently has been developed, necessarily. Like, that's, no, but, but like the, you go south of there, and it definitely feels like that. But right there on Highway 2, it, it always... You know, because, like, I always remember those two... Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, those fast two fast food restaurants, it used to be an Amigos and a Burger King over there. I remember those being there as long as I can remember. And that's, you know, that ga- the gas station down there. Well, what? There was a restaurant. Somebody's going to have to help me. There was a, a restaurant that if you kept going down, uh, what is it, 14th Street? We had a, I it was a, a pretty well-known restaurant that we had like an, a retirement party or an anniversary party for my grandparents there. Somebody's going to have to help me with what that is. Oh, Robin and Dave will be on the gas they station. Yeah, them. maybe they can. Maybe I can, but I guess my point is, you know, yeah. back at, at least back into the 80s, it didn't feel a whole lot different, more or less developed in that area than it does now. Um, further back, you're probably yeah. right, though.
3: And doesn't it uh, butt up against the uh, Highway Department facility there to the south? So uh, you've got a fairly well, got large... That, and then to the north, you've got the State Patrol there. Uh, so, the former State Patrol.
7: Former State Patrol.
3: You've yeah. still got the Department of Transportation. Yeah, DOT there. Yes. Uh, all right. What else do we have today? <laughs> Number two. Tech uh, experts warning the rapid evolution of artificial intelligence could actually threaten humanity. OpenAI's chat GPT weighed in on with its own predictions on how humanity could be wiped off the face of the earth. There we are.
1: Well, what a nice thing to bring up
3: here, Why Mark. Not? Why not?
1: What were their predictions? What was uh, what was the chatbot's predictions uh, on how that would happen exactly?
3: You well... Know, there's some of this stuff that I just find very difficult to put a lot of faith
1: in well I mean it's a uh, it's a computer telling you how the world's going to be wiped out so I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you for all of that but uh,
3: actually they came up with four possible scenarios as okay. I understand it um, the development uh, could spell the end of the human race uh, by well,
1: climate change is yeah. one of them that it lists nuclear weapons is one that it lists. Rise of technology, it said, and and then pandemics.
3: Yeah, creating new viral, uh, vicious viruses and things like that, creating pandemics and
1: Yeah, well, the interesting one is when it talks about itself, when it says that. The the continued evolution of artificial intelligence and robotics also raises concerns about the potential impact on employment and societal structures. The automation of jobs could lead to significant economic and social disruption, potentially contributing to widespread unrest and instability. So this was AI warning us about AI.
3: Very meta. Yeah. Very meta.
1: All right, moving on. Let's finish this thing up
3: number one. After being down five, the uh, Husker baseball uh, climbed back within a run and uh, but couldn't complete the comeback, so suffering a 6-5 loss to North Dakota State at Hawks Field. Another mid-week,
1: not Another good. midweek loss, another loss to a team from the Summit League, a loss to a team with a losing record. It's just a, it's a bummer that they've not been able to put it together for so many of these midweek games because Caleb, you think of it and you know, you you turn around a lot of these win lo- these midweek games from losses to wins. Your North Dakota States, your South Dakota States, your Omaha's. Can't remember if there are any other midweek games in there. There's Creighton loss in, in there, too. If you turn those around, you're still looking at the possibility for an at-large spot in the NCAA yeah. tournament. I saw in the latest projections, they've got Michigan State just out of, of the tournament right now, still being a team that could get in. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, Nebraska looks a lot more like Michigan State if you take five losses away and put five wins in um, in those in those types of games right. but as it is now it's if there was any doubt before it's now for sure the only way nebraska's playing in a regional is is to go in omaha for the big 10 tournament and win the whole darn thing and i think they might be capable of that frankly if they First thing if is they you, get the pitching going,
2: well, and the first thing is you have to get to the conference tournament. That's true too. That, that, yes. That's one of the things you've got the three weekends left. You've got the one and a third non-conference games left. Yes. Um, since you've got uh, since that announcement came out yesterday as well that Nebraska and Creighton will resume their suspended game in the seventh bottom of the seventh inning, uh, no outs, Nebraska with bases loaded up to the plate, and it, it, that'll be on Tuesday at five, and then they'll play their regularly scheduled game at seven all of that up in Omaha. So at the very least you split there. That doesn't help overall, but thank goodness Nebraska swept northern Colorado earlier in the year. 2-0. Otherwise, they would have had a losing record to the Summit League in the at sa- home. In, yeah, in the I guess yeah. In the same season that they beat Vanderbilt on a neutral field in the same season that they're, they're nine, going,
1: and, 9 and 6 in the Big 10.
2: <laughs> they're going to surpass, and I think they are they may have already. I can't remember if the last home run last night tied it or if that put them past it. The 03 home run count as a team. Like all of these things that you could go through and say there's so much of the good with so much of the bad. Yeah.
1: Um Nebraska's 9 and 6 in the conference right now. That's good for tying for third place, but Eighth place, which is the last spot in the tournament, is Rutgers at eight and seven. So you get below that, which isn't far from nine and six, then you could be on the outside looking in. And you go 0 and three this weekend against Maryland, that puts you at 500 at nine and nine. That alone could put you there. And then you've got to really do some work in those last two series, probably win them both to to get yourself back into the uh into the Big Ten tournament. So yeah, that'll be the big deal. It's such a bummer when that tournament happens in Omaha and Nebraska isn't there too. It's yeah. such a bummer because it's it's just it's fun to have the conference tournament in your own backyard for something. We don't get the Big Ten football championship. We don't get the Big Ten basketball tournament, men's or women's, we don't get any of those things. So this is the one where we've got in our backyard, we've got a chance to get the home field advantage. We got a chance to drive up there and spend some time on the the you know, the weekend, the last week of school, the last weekend of school and and get out there. And so yeah, be great. If you pick off win this weekend it'd be a, it'd be a good start. But it's gonna be a tough test. Maryland's yeah. Marin's at the top of the league right now.
2: Well, Nebraska wins the league. or Well, the season gets canceled in 2020. They win the league in 2021, but it was just league-only games. They didn't play a no tournament. No tournament, yeah. Last year, didn't make the top eight, didn't make the tournament. And this year, three weekends to go, you've got a good chance, but you're on the brink of not going up to Omaha again.
1: Yep. Yep, that is... Uh... That's true, and they don't. Nebraska still, believe it or not, still does not have a Big Ten tournament championship in all of the years that they've been in the tournament. Even though they've been in the actual championship game, two what, two three times? Lost Ohio State yep.
3: most recently. All right. Thank that, you for taking the Star Wars day out of morning drive. Yeah, yeah I right.
1: did. I thought I would put it in with yeah. uh, the end of the world. Yeah, since I, that seems a little I, more pleasant. I,
3: I do thank you. I did learn this morning though that Darth Vader's get got remarried. Yes. Yep. His uh, wife is L.A., and she lifts him up when he's down.
1: <laughs>
2: you guys are just curmudgeons. <laughs> Uh
1: that was, almost a, that was almost a real laugh there. All right, 7.53, that's it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on Lincoln's News and Talk, 14993
0: KLIN. When you're, you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 14993 KLIN.
1: All right we are one day away from getting you ready for the weekend with request line Friday tomorrow we are going to do uh open to what you want open to what you want tomorrow no theme we had a great time with the theme last week and tons of response to the point that we were we were struggling to get everybody in last week so We'll back it off with a general theme this week. You can text in the song that you want to hear to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Just give us the name and the artist of the song that you like to hear, and if there's a reason why, you can tell us that too, and then get here tomorrow morning, and we'll be playing music like we do here on Lincoln's News & Talk, ninety nine three KLIN. The sooner the better, though, because this thing gets crowded at the end, and last week you might have only heard, I don't know, eight seconds of your song definitely weren't getting to the first chorus the sooner the better with request line friday coming up a little bit later this hour about 10 minutes from right now robin Eshleman, dave Alberts are going to be in the grow lincoln team all the news that's out there when it comes to new businesses restaurants and retail what's going up in your neighborhood they've got those details then a little bit later greg sharp joins us voice of the huskers what is going on with nebraska baseball Get the latest on Nebraska football basketball as well with him too. It is 8 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
5: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
4: ba 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 ba
6: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right,
1: 808, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. 48 degrees in the capital city. Wind right now five miles an hour, so not too bad. Although I peek ahead at the uh, later in the day, and we're going to be back. Kind of, I guess, mid-level winds, about thirteen, thirteen miles an hour, peaking out in the late afternoon, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Uh, not quite where we were over the weekend, but uh, not quite as nice as it was yesterday. But the temps will be up into the eighties, and uh, just a look ahead. Uh, Perhaps perhaps some rain in the overnight hours tonight could be exciting for a lot of us if we actually get that into the morning tomorrow. Uh, And then mid-70s tomorrow, 80s over the uh, weekend and into, really, most of next week. So, again, where are the 70s? (laughs) Give us, we would love 70s. Yesterday was nice. I'd love that for an extended period of time. All right, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers here from the Girl Lincoln team and ready to get us updated on what's going on in the business world in the capital city. Robin, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. All right, Dave, good morning. Good morning. And uh, Dave, we will uh, start with you right away. This is interesting a uh a,
8: a new daycare but one that's really unique here in the capital city tell us about that yeah it's a bilingual daycare that's going in and i don't know how to pronounce this robin uh can you help me out here Los
9: Ab- uh, abahitas
8: okay there you go uh it's inside the first lutheran church uh north of clock tower shopping center oh
9: i'm sorry south of clock yeah
8: we put down north excuse us that is south directionally
9: challenged yep
8: (laughs) yep uh south uh it's a non-profit and it was grant funded so bilingual daycare i'm a little bit surprised that this is the first one that we know of any significance
9: yeah i asked them about well like what about head start well you know they may happen to have bilingual staff but this is set up so um like in the morning your child attends English with an English speaking teacher and then in the afternoon a Spanish teaching teacher so they it's a you know an education.
1: Yeah, I noticed I drive by this all the time. I noticed the sign that was out there for this and I was wondering about it. So, yeah. Uh that's interesting um and this is a non-profit uh non-profit grant funded deal essentially. Yeah, yes, so
9: that you know basically the workforce is able to afford childcare.
1: All right, there you go. So an interesting note there about what's going on there on South 70th Street at the First Lutheran Church. Uh, all right, uh, Robin, news on on Imperial Palace. This what is, do we have here? This
9: is, remember Imperial Palace at North 27th and Vine Street? Uh,
1: remember it, yeah. I mean, it's been there for ages. <laughs> well, like right. decades. Yeah.
9: yeah. Uh, that's been sold. And according to the county assessor, Ah, uh, the new owner is called Splash Realty, with headquarters at thirty nine hundred South Ninth Street. So I, I'm just gonna let people guess what they think this is going to be.
1: At- is that big enough? That's a busy, big place for a car wash, isn't it? It's Man,
8: a- I'll tell you, the that's a the major locations intersection. That they're able to put this car wash. Well, squeeze how about
9: squeeze the- them in?
8: Yeah, uh, how about? how about uh on 40th and uh south street right yeah there's uh,
9: some vacant land to the south of jet splash that that you don't really notice um you know kind of looks like the parking lot or something but yeah they're gonna squeeze something in there
1: um and as for imperial palace they changed a while over to imperial kitchen right on on uh north 48th street oh. yeah, i believe so correct yeah that's that's what they are i mean that building has has been there i mean it's sort of iconic Iconic, in that area you know because it was the
9: the one with all the campaign signs the campaign signs are
1: always there (laughs) yeah as well but yeah
9: um other and other other news with uh, chinese food asian food shen cafe um it was announced in the journal star late last night is going to call it quits Um, I think they said gift cards are good for another week or two. They're still
1: open until the middle of the month, I think. Yeah. So I was bummed to see that one, but it sounds like you've got some uh, people who've been running it who want to be spending more time with family after this is all over. They apparently want to spend time time at the
9: beach and,
1: Mm. yes, are going to close. It's a very popular place, so that was a a bummer to see. All right, uh, for people who might have missed the Saturday store uh, show... Uh, and and we've talked a little bit about this here since, but uh, because we had some news clips on it at the beginning of the show on Monday. But Dave, uh, some news broken on the Girl Lincoln show? Yeah, this we
8: certainly did. Uh, Mike Works mentioned to us that that by the Golds Galleria, just south, the area that has been demolished, there will be a twenty three story building going up there with a booth with a boutique hotel. And uh, some condos on top and some commercial on the lower levels. And
9: also apartments. He's and doing a, yeah. a little bit of absolutely everything.
8: <laughs> yeah, yep. a little that. bit of everything. Yeah. So
1: 23 stories, that's... um well, give, that's put tall. some context. Is that tall? Okay. That's tall. That's tall. Like, yeah. what is roughly the estimation? Like, like US, what is, like, the lead place or U.S. Bank? or U.S. Bank
9: Tower, is that 18 or 19? 19, I, I, maybe
1: 19? You, you used to work I in that building. I used to take here. the I elevator. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, I know that doesn't exactly determine height, but it gives you an idea. You, and I just, I was thinking, you've got these new, the Lead Place project was obviously very tall. The new one in the Haymarket, uh, uh, Steve Glenn's project. Lincoln is Bold. Lincoln Bold. That's going to be, I think, in that same range as yes. well, right? Yeah. And so with these three buildings, that's going to significantly change the, the skyline. absolutely in 10 years in absolutely Um, yeah
9: now in an interesting way um when you think about offices and cube farms and how you can pack in hundreds of people you know this is going to be a lot less intensive use than that would be because you you think about a thousand two thousand three thousand square feet of office compared to how many people like that are in a hotel room or right or a, an apartment well,
8: certainly certainly a single family it's a lot less of
9: sort. people you know in a square foot area so, you know i'd say probably half the cars that you yeah. would have if it was office space so for those of you panicking about parking it's actually a less intensive use
1: than what they than what has been in there yeah yeah, um man, if you've been looking for a place to live downtown, your options continue to expand mm-hmm. probably need to have some bucks to be yeah. able to get into these places yeah uh, exactly. a lot of them yeah Mr. the ones that we referenced earlier yeah, these are high end
9: Mr. works had said that he was he was building out condos in the terminal building at ninth and 0, and those are three hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand
1: dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'd trade. I would. Uh, I would still have to uh, make some money, but beyond selling my my house in, in southeast Lincoln to <laughs> <laughs> equal out the small up some cash. <laughs> the square the small square feet of living downtown for that whole thing. But right. But the demand is there because these developers keep going back to this well.
9: Yeah, people talk about empty apartments. Like where. Yeah. <laughs> you know there aren't any, so yeah. no, we've been behind, um, and of course during COVID got even further behind on constructing housing in Lincoln. For we've been behind for years. So if you missed that show, podcast is out there on the KLIN website, and you know he goes into quite a bit of detail talking about he does the it's, building.
8: It's but all right. We were quite amazed. an interesting I, project.
1: I know I don't want to derail us too much, but can I ask you guys a question? One of the uh, um there was there there wasn't a ton of talk at least front and center in the mayor's race about uh about affordable housing and and making sure those are available but there was a little one of the debates you know i the the mayor had talked about what she had done on that front and then suzanne geist had talked about some of the the regulations that are what she thinks are hindering construction and yes. and so forth what it, uh, are you hearing that too? Oh, Is that significant? Yes. Where's that coming yeah, from? Yeah, because exactly?
9: it, it leaks over into commercial real estate. So, you know, they, they put these ordinances in place for homes and then it kind of translates over to, yeah. And I would describe it as death by a thousand cuts. You know, I like yesterday, I had this home builder tell me the city used to come out and inspect my sidewalk that I'm putting in for a new house right before I pour the concrete. Well, now they've decided to wait till after so if there's a mistake you have a tremendous tremendous cost and it's it's that one thing at a time day after day month after month year after year when you keep changing policies like hmm. that and making it a little bit more well we want to do this for safety well who wants to be anti-safety you right, know right. so so they nod and they say yes and they stamp it and they pass it and you know after decades of that i think i think we're seeing it not just in lincoln but the entire country you finally get to where you just can't afford it anymore
1: mm, yeah uh yeah i uh i went through the process of the inspections when i built a deck i did not know it was, it was extensive as it it's was horrendous I, I, did, I did you got not, an education i wanted to be you? safe but i learned a lot and i got very nervous when i had meetings <laughs> coming up with the inspectors i think i had Three or four of them over the course of building a deck. For a deck. Yeah.
8: And
9: is there a single regulation that isn't well intended? Right. right. yeah they are, no. yeah, they are. they're no. making
1: sure my deck doesn't they're collapse they're all well so. intended
9: but at some point as a society we have to start measuring the actual risk
1: yeah there's a risk benefit. against
9: do we want to be able to afford houses yeah. or not you know
1: anyway sorry i didn't mean to sidetrack us into that discussion but i did wonder what your input i think on it's that a, was. i
9: think it's actually you know the thing that disappointed me about the election was that it seemed like the national political parties were driving the debate yeah you know we're freaking out over a couple different problems that really maybe if lincoln wants to continue to be an affordable place to live and a place where we can attract businesses we got we've got to get a hold of these housing. You're costs. saying
1: there could have been a lot more talk there about There could have been more compared. substantive discussion
9: yeah. about how we can be more competitive. That
1: uh, doesn't win elections though, at least that's what the consultants say. No, exactly. I don't think. All right, uh let's continue and move on. Uh East Park, a, uh, a a stalwart at East Park for a while going to be closing its
8: doors it sounds like. Well, you're right. Uh Tuesday morning is going to be closing. Uh they have been uh uh business that has been operating for 49 years not necessarily at that location right. but the company itself they're closing all of their stores filing for bankruptcy uh starting on may 13th huh. they have approximately 200 uh remaining stores uh that they're going to end up closing it was such a random throwback store no. and was, by the way they mean, had, apparently had they, do, they had little to no or maybe even no online presence that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Which is which is something that you know when I was reading up on, but on you, this.
1: it would just have the most random random yeah. stuff. We got like a painting we still have in our house from there once. Sure. Um, and, and a bunch of decorative stuff and, and like that. So yeah,
9: they had kind of odds and ends, leftover things. Yeah. I
8: would call it an eclectic mix of, of uh, merchandise. Yeah, and it felt like, like I said, like a throwback a little bit. I mean, almost kind of like a
1: Ben Franklin or something like that, but a little bit different. Uh, all right, regional corporate new, What news. What do we have there?
9: Uh, White Lotus development is coming into Lincoln. This is a regional developer. And I'm going to kind of put together some bits and pieces of things you may have seen in your peripheral vision as you were driving down, you know, new construction a lot of projects they're working on here in lincoln 65th and arbor which is up near the new camping world up along interstate 80 they're going to build three buildings that are a million square feet and it's going to be kind of like that scooters warehouse that you see in omaha when you're driving into you know the south part of the interstate there um And supply chain buildings for companies like Amazon that, you know, that that do the last mile delivery just in time. That's what this is going to be. Nebraska Realty Building down at 84th and Highway 2. They're hoping they can put a restaurant in there.
8: Yeah. Boy, that's a nice building, by the way. That's
9: the northwest corner of 84th and highway two where they're building that big new office building they want to put the restaurant down on the first floor of that big office
1: building highway two or nebraska expressway (gasps) nebraska Nebraska parkway parkway Parkway. good
9: catch jack on it i still said
1: it wrong though
9: good job jack nebraska parkway
8: dang it i heard you earlier too that it's just hard to change names of yeah streets like that yep. that you have so i know a lot of embedded. years embedded yeah but i still said
1: it wrong nonetheless but that's what okay that's what i thought there Easy. uh and then uh 4700 cattle drive there what's that state office building uh going in there yeah they're doing
9: uh they're building a state office building this is going to be zero carbon and solar not the words you would think of when you think of <laughs> new governor jim Pillen. yeah <laughs> i wouldn't just put together zero carbon and solar with that image in my mind okay. but they're going to experiment with that. Um, This is going to be west of Cabela's and near that new driver's license testing facility we talked about last
1: week. And saving money is saving money too and that's probably the bottom line on on that as well and uh and Pershing, then, Pershing, Pershing, purging 90
9: something's happening 93 units of housing unfortunately um the developer said it's too difficult to make the numbers work to make all of it affordable housing i think they're going to have some okay um but you know he talked about that about how challenging that is especially right. with new construction costs
8: just just kind of to the, to the point that we were talking about going earlier, back to
9: what we were just talking
8: about yeah i find some irony here here because there were several uh developments that were proposed for pershing and a lot of people didn't like the fact that they wanted to have housing in there and what did they end up doing good housing
1: well didn't the didn't mayor then mayor beitler veto basically a student housing development there he i think he always kind of had in his mind he wanted like a corporate campus that would take over that entire thing and that just never never really well, you, developed no pun intended
8: yeah it's just hard to make something happen that nobody wants yeah. to pay for yeah all right
1: so there you go we'll uh we'll see how that move boy that project is moving quick uh anyway <laughs> well, uh, what do we have on this uh, this weekend's show here, Robin?
9: We are, we're going to talk about the housing. Andrea Schneider, she's a home builder getting ready for parade homes. We're going to discuss what is it going to take to get housing costs to be
1: reasonable. Exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, very interesting about, to hear about yeah. that. All right. Look at that promotion. All right. Thank you, Robin Dave. Have a great day. We'll see you. Uh, we'll listen to you on Saturday, and we'll see you next week. All right. It's 824. We'll grab a break. Caleb's got to check sports. Got Greg Sharp in 10 minutes as well on
0: KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. To get today's top local and Husker news, sent straight to your
6: email. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
0: Nebraska. it's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the huskers greg sharp brought to you by bryant air conditioning heating electrical and plumbing
1: all right welcome back ellen k today with jack and friends on
0: klin 52 degrees in the capital city
1: and uh greg sharp joining us voice of the big red host of sports nightly as well morning greg how you been jack i'm
7: great good,
1: good. with you guys good uh uh-huh. Man, I uh these Thursdays uh interviews have just not timed out very well to talk Nebraska baseball, but uh man, same story. It feels like uh 10th chapter this year on a midweek game last night against a Summit League team with a losing record, get out to uh get out to a deficit at the beginning and uh, too big a hole to come back even though you had the bats. Um is it I don't know what 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 can you what can you gauge from these games here that seem to be just really uh really a pattern here for these midweek games
7: right now? Sure is. It's 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 the story of this season for this team is the inability to beat inferior opponents in the midweek games, and for whatever reason, last night it was the awful first inning on the mound with Kyle Perry, and then just struck out sixteen times, and that's hard to explain with an offense that has put up the gaudy numbers that they have during the year to have that kind of performance against a pretty inferior pitching staff. So uh, just the puzzle of the 2023 Huskers continues.
1: Yeah, uh, without a doubt here at this point. And now, I mean, I I think this was probably probably the case well before this game, but um, this is now a situation where if you want the season to go on, uh, past the regular season, you, number one, have to make the conference tournament, and then you basically have to have to win the conference tournament now. They're, you're out of – I mean, there's, it's not really worth discussing at-large bids at this point. Fair?
7: very fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably been the case for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so now it's just down to what do you do on the weekends to, to build your seed for Omaha and then hope that you get hot in Omaha. And, you know, I think that there's still that possibility that Nebraska could put it together over a week stretching Omaha and being a really dangerous team. So that's kind of where this thing is. And, uh, you know, you look at what's kind of happened, Jack, is kind of the waste of a two unbelievable seasons by Bryce Matthews and Max Anderson. And I think that's going to be the frustrating thing when this whole thing ends here in a few weeks.
1: Yeah. What does it I mean, what does it look like if you were going to put together something? And, and I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. I guess I should ask you first, what's it going to take to make the conference tournament now when you kind of look at the matchups left and the standings being where they are right now?
7: Yeah, it's really jumbled. Nebraska goes into this weekend tied for third, so they're in pretty good shape right now. It looks like there's about nine teams playing for eight spots. The good news is Nebraska's got the tiebreaker over a couple of those. They've got the tiebreaker over Illinois and Michigan. And those are two of the, the teams that are in that fight. Illinois would probably be in the bottom end of that scale. So, you know, this will be a tough weekend. Maryland's really good and playing very, very well. So this will be a really tough weekend. And then you've got Penn State and Purdue. Penn State's on the outside looking in. Purdue is is one of those nine that's right now squarely in, in the tournament field. So th- this is not an easy stretch to finish it, but the hardest Three are certainly going to be the ones coming up uh, starting tomorrow.
1: Yeah, um, and and Maryland playing really well right now. It sounds like coming off what there's their biggest bank t- Big Ten season, excuse me, Big Ten series of the year against Indiana.
7: They are defending champs in the in the conference. They swept the the Hoosiers on the road last week. They're now into the national polls, and they were the preseason pick to win this thing. And you know, I think you go back and you look at the preseason picks. Nebraska was picked for fifth. I think that's kind of about where this is going to end for them going in. But I think I just think this is going to be a year we'll look back and go coulda, woulda, shoulda. And if you had taken care of business in the midweeks, it could have really been a special year. But it's yeah. not over because you still yeah. have that fighter's chance uh, with the, the the conference tournament in Omaha.
1: Yeah, Caleb and I were talking about like how if you pick up, you know, you win all the North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Omaha games. Um, I, I, I don't know how much the situation is different now, but you're obviously closer to still having some level of contention, right? It, I mean, that I don't know if oh, that yeah. that's enough, but or then maybe grab another one at San Diego. There's just – it's easy to go back and say ifs and buts, but, man, it isn't it isn't far, and it seems like things that w- could have been attainable, well, too.
7: And and the reverse side of that is Nebraska has not really stolen a game where you're like, ooh, boy, didn't really deserve to win that one. That usually balances out – I think I've even said that on this show a couple of times – usually – The games that get ripped away from you and the games you just absolutely steal balance out at the end of the year. Well, right now, the games that got ripped away from Nebraska way outweighs the ones that they've kind of stolen from the end. So maybe all that's still to come down the stretch. But absolutely, if they had taken care of business in the midweeks and not had those RPI draining losses to Omaha and South Dakota State and now last night, Nebraska's RPI would be in so much better shape and that's something the staff will have to really evaluate in the off season. What what went wrong on those midweek games, where the team just did not seem to have a whole lot of fire, fire or fight in them.
1: Yeah. Uh,
7: <laughs> yeah. And I
1: I just like last night I turned out, I was like, hey, this definitely isn't going to happen again. And then, you know, I, I already see, oh, my goodness, it's five zero here already at this point. What does what does Nebraska need to do when you look at You know, tournament play is a little different because you're playing right several days. In a row, obviously you do that on a weekend series, but it your pitching staff is going to be taxed a little bit more, especially if you get in a losers bracket situation. What exactly does Nebraska need to do to be in contention here in the Big Ten tournament going forward? Obviously, you keep hitting like you are, but the the pitching staff is the big question in that
7: situation. It, it is, and I'm really encouraged by a couple of guys that we actually saw last night. Brett Sears, he who came good. in and threw three shutout innings, yeah. he. He had four shutout innings a week ago against South Dakota State, and then Drew Christo has thrown some pretty good innings in a row. Those two guys can lengthen the pitching staff, because if you're going to win in Omaha, you're going to have to win five games. So you have got to have to really extend out, and the thing that should balance out, Nebraska is so good offensively, now this hasn't proven true in the midweeks lately, but you, the deeper you get into the Big Ten's pitching stash, you should have more success and be able to outslug some people and win some 10 to 9 games, that type of thing. So Nebraska, I think, could be dangerous. They get to Omaha, you know there's going to be a lot of Husker fans in the stand, but they've got to make sure they get there first. So they, they, these three weekends that are still to come in the conference, they still have to go rack up some wins. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so they get going here Friday with Maryland, and that is a 530 first pitch here on the network on KLIN uh, pregame starting at five on the East Coast. Uh, Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of of basketball here. Uh, Nebraska basketball picking up a couple of more transfers since we last talked um the 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 interesting one is uh grabbing the point guard from iowa uh in ulis and you know we know nebraska was looking for a point guard uh this guy wasn't necessarily number one on their list they went through a few of them so you get down a little low he's not someone that is going to fill the stat sheet up offensively at least didn't last year what do you think they're hoping for out of him in in making that decision to bring him in
7: I think it's a fabulous pickup. I mean, that, I think they've got, particularly if Casey comes back, and, and my gut says he is. You've got enough shooters. You've got guys that can fill it up uh, from the outside. You just need somebody to kind of run the ship. And I one, I, I love the fact that you've taken it away from a rival, so you've hurt a rival, and, and you've helped yourself. And so I think the two, the combination of the two, is a really nice. Uh, blend, but I I just think that Fred and this and staff have done a fantastic job piecing this together. I saw something the, uh, yesterday that said Nebraska's got a top five incoming portal additions for this thing, so that in the country, so that, wow. that's wow, really good. I mean, so you know, Mass from from Bradley, the the Williams kid from from Charlotte, I think is a really good shooter. Or is it Matthews? Or, uh, you know, Williams. I'm, no, you got Williams. it right. Yeah, Williams. Yeah, I was right. Yep getting Bryce and all these other things messed up. but He's a good shooter. And and so I think that, you know, and then I think getting Alec was really nice. You know, we had the good feel of the Sam Griesel story this past year. Same thing can happen for Josiah to come back and finish up his college days playing in his hometown of Lincoln. I think that's a great addition, and it's one more big body that the Oscars can add to this mix.
1: Yeah, and it does it really makes me wonder uh you know and especially if KSA stays around which again seems things seem to be leaning that way but I don't want to you know jinx it here at this point. But you've got a group of almost I would say seven guys, Greg, and that's if they don't bring anyone else in, in Ulysses, uh, Gary, Jamarcus Lawrence, and then Maston Williams the transfers and then I suppose and Alec the transfer as well. Like, that's seven guys. I'm not totally sure how they make, and obviously the starting lineup is going to change throughout the year, but I'm not sure who your starting five out of that group is.
7: And that's a good problem to have, right? I mean, that's where the coaches will have to kind of piece this thing together. And don't forget Blaze. You've got to put Blaze in the mix. And Blaze, yeah. As your center. So, you know, right now they're, they're at 12 scholarship players. You get 13. So they've got one open to play with if they want to use that. And then, obviously, Kay say's the, the question mark, does he come back or not? But I, I like the mix of this group. I kind of, I kind of feel like the light has kind of switched on, that Coach Hoiberg has kind of figured out the formula to make this work with the transfer portal. I think the staff was fully prepared to jump into it this spring. I think they learned a lot last year as they put the pieces together with, with Griesel and Bandamel being added to the mix. And the, and the other good thing, Jack, is for most of these transfers, most of them, not all, Alec doesn't, but most of the other ones have two years to play. Mm-hmm. So you're not this, this yeah. is not just a one and done deal for Josiah Diaz. It it's his last year playing college basketball, but for the other ones, this is multi years. And that was the beauty of Jawan Gary is that you're going to get more than just one season out of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's also true too and that'll be that that roster is going to look very similar from uh this year to next year with the exception yep. of Alec and in case provided people people stick around uh, all right let's let 's go to football now and it 's just it 's all transfer portal news yep. in the off season you You and I talked about this a lot over the last couple of weeks last couple of months as i always I was just hopeful Nebraska could have some real real depth in that quarterback room real experience depth, and I had this sort of fantasy that that both uh, uh thomas and sims uh, casey thompson and and Sims would both be able to stick around. I don't know that that was ever possible. I sort of sold myself that there was a chance of it. But, Greg, from what I can tell, this wasn't a, a huge surprise to anyone in the program when Thompson
7: made no, the announcement. And, and it wasn't contentious. It, it wasn't like Casey's really upset leaving town. And I don't think it's really where Matt Rule and the staff are upset that he left. I, they, everybody gets it. Everybody understands it. Casey came here to plan one system of an offense. It's a different system now that relies more on the quarterback run game. And not that he can't run, but it's really not what he wants to do or his talents are best aligned to do. So I totally get it from his standpoint. He has one year of football left. He wants to go and be a starter someplace. And from the Nebraska standpoint, you knew you couldn't even evaluate Casey in the spring because he was going to be out with a shoulder injury. And so they go get Jeff Sims, a guy that has started in the ACC conference. And so I think both sides walk away, shake hands, and go, good luck to you and move on. I'm with you, though. Selfishly, I would have loved to have had a great battle going on in August where after every practice, well, who looked better today? Who looked better today? But that's okay. I mean, I think now the team knows. Jeff Simmons knows. He's the guy moving forward, and they can have all summer to really work that into their brains that this is the guy that will be getting the snaps of the offense. This is our leader. This is the guy that we need to rally around. So I think there's some benefit in in having that clarity going into the, the summer months.
1: If if I had a guess going into the transfer portal, I thought maybe behind him you'd have Purdy leave and Logan Smother stay. It went the other way around. That was a a, a bit of a surprise to me, especially that, that Purdy ended up staying. So what do you make of of this battle for the number two spot that's going to be going on in the fall now?
7: Well, my, my guess is coming out of spring that Heinrich is the number two and Purdy's the number three. Uh now that, that I think will be a battle that continues to go into the August practices. Now remember with Chuba, because he's transferred once. If he had transferred again, he'd have had to sit out a year. The reason Casey doesn't have to sit, he's already graduated. So as a graduate, you're treated differently in the transfer portal than if you're an undergraduate. So Chuba does not have an agree yet, so his options were more limited. And Logan had not transferred. I do think there's still maybe a sliver of a chance that Logan comes back. I, I've not heard, you know, who's kind of on his list or where he's looking to go, but. Because I think his style of play, Jack, does fit what the staff Mm -hmm. wants to do. He's a tremendous athlete, a great runner. And I think if they had a chance to fully evaluate Logan, they might be higher on him than they are right now. But we'll follow that and see where that goes. But I think Heinrich right now would be the two and Sheva would be the three, although it's a razor difference between the two. And if you watched the spring game, you would have probably come out of there and had it flipped in your own mind that Sheva was the two and, and Heinrich's the three.
1: And then uh, let me ask about AJ Allen as well. He, again, a, a one that I don't think was a big surprise for a variety of of reasons. Um, he he leaves now, and and so how do you, how does that set up the running back room going forward? There is obviously still pretty good depth there, pretty good experience there in that room.
7: Yeah, there is. You know, the, the two two names that hit the portal that kind of made me gasp a little bit, AJ Allen, just because we saw. He teased us last year with the ability to go, man, this could be a really good back. So, but you knew somebody was probably going to depart that room and it was overloaded. So you felt like something was going to happen there. And Stephon wins the other one that kind of goes, Ooh, boy, big bodies that have played quite a bit of football like that on the defensive line are not just growing on trees. So that one hurt a little bit. That running back room, the pecking order is interesting. And I think it may change from week to week because They're all a little bit different with Gabe and Ramir, and obviously Anthony Grant is in the mix in that thing. But I think between the three, you know, you maybe just find who has the hot hand that day, who seems to really have it that day. They love Gabe Urban. They love everything about him, the the work ethic that he brings. He's obviously a talented kid. uh, But Anthony Grant's probably the more more proven of all the backs because of the good year that he had last year in Nebraska. So I like all three, a little bit different, but I think it could be kind of a week to week thing. Who might fit the game plan a little bit better, uh, week in and week out.
1: And last, uh, last but not least, whatsoever, uh, boy, the response to the uh, volleyball game at Memorial oh Stadium has been has been incredible, and it, and it sounds like now that this has gotten to the point where they've realized the demand is that it was. The possibility that you can get yourself in the record books with with the to become maybe the number one most watched live women's sporting event ever is at least on the table. Is that from what you can tell? Is that possible? Is that something that the administration is interested in doing? And can, can you even do it with the seating that you've got available in there?
7: Yes, they're interested. They're trying to figure out logistically if it would work. I brought this up on Sports Island last week. Do you even need the concert anymore? Now, I know a lot of people probably bought the ticket with the, the feeling, well, there's a concert plus the games. But to, to make it work, I think you'd have to have that stage out of there to try to get more bodies on the field to watch the match. So I think they're kind of kicking the tires a little bit on that because they haven't announced the act yet. Uh, I know Caleb thinks it's Uncle Crocker, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. And would people be upset if all of a sudden you go, you know what, we're going to make a run at the record. We're not going to do the concert. See, I it don't
1: would... think people would be upset if they didn't know who it was.
7: That's what I think. And if they are, go, okay, take your money back. We-, we can sell your ticket. There's more people that want tickets. Because I've heard a lot of people go, I want them. I couldn't get them. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. So. I think they're kind of kicking the tires on that. I don't know. I think they probably do keep the concert because I think that was kind of the the grand plan for all of that. But, my goodness, just unbelievable uh, response to that. Nobody, I think most people thought 30,000, 40,000, I think Athletics thought fifty would be the high bar on that thing. And for it to sell out in two days was just unbelievable with the way it went. And, my goodness, we had John Bader on Sports Night the other night. He called the match in Central City last week. Boy, is he high on this team. He thinks they're going to be tremendous. Loves the freshman and the uh, the transfer from Florida to that program. Yeah. So it could be a special fall for that volleyball program. And highlighted about what should be a fabulous day at the stadium on August thirtieth.
2: Yeah, what is, do we
1: even know what seating in Memorial Stadium? I know they're you know doing some things, but it's in. Is it still in the eighties? Like is that current capacity for seated for seats in the stadium in the
2: eighties? Is that it, what we're it's, well,
7: Yeah, it's upper 80s for a football uh, yeah. game. Yeah. But with you know, with with uh, putting the stage on the field and that blocks off some viewing uh, for that, they sold eighty nine thousand or eighty two thousand nine hundred tickets, and that's where they stopped it last week. Mm-hmm. So they're they're talking about different options of what to do. And again, I I'm kind of in the camp that if you really want to make a run at that record from the Rose Bowl, the World Cup cancel the concert, we'll yeah. clear more space on the field for more seating down there and let's make a run at this
1: thing. Yeah. I don't like I said I don't I think fans I think that's what fans are kind of interested in at this point, maybe more so than than a musical guest, but we'll see. Be interesting decisions for the athletic department. All right, uh Greg, I know you're headed to Maryland. Safe travels today. We'll be listening starting uh Friday night for Nebraska baseball and uh hopefully have a have a nice weekend series and get lock things up for the Big 10 tournament it would be great.
7: Sounds good, guys. All Thank right. you.
1: There you go. Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers at 855. All right, we'll take a break. 61 degrees on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3
0: KLIN. I You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. That is it
1: for the show. Thank you to our guests today, Greg Sharp. You just heard the Grow Lincoln team, the folks from the... Capital Humane Society it leads us in to the prelude for the weekend tomorrow morning on L K Today with Jack and Friends. It is the one, the only request line Friday. You request songs of the DJs. That's us. We're not, we don't really have discs, but the mouse jays, maybe I would say. The click Jays. Yeah, uh, that's us. And, yeah. <laughs> and we will uh we'll play the songs you want to hear like they used to on a radio. And so. Send in your request to the Rick Stein recognition text line right now, 402-479-1400. What is song, whatever song you want to hear, so long as we can play it on the radio. There are no restrictions on you. We'll also have Jeff Mall. We'll have all the headlines in the morning, things that you need to know to be informed for your Friday in the capital city. We'll count them down still with the morning drive as well. So we will see you tomorrow morning for that. Don't miss Dan Parsons this afternoon, starting at 5 o'clock on the Dan Parsons Show. See you tomorrow. It's 9 o'clock. Kale and